but that's okay. It's not like it's a problem or anything. It's not like I'm complaining. Not me. You know me, Mr. Stoic. Mr. Stoic, heroic. It's 8.59 a.m. Saturday, April the 24th, 2021. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. That was abrupt. That's because I'm not getting the, I don't have the, I don't have the throat thing right now. (laughs) The jiggle in my throat doesn't want to jiggle. But other than that, everything is scopacetic, you know. Everything is beyond uh, reproach. (laughs) Here we are, here in the place with the candles and the fairy flecks and the, you know, little bits of uh, itsy bitsiness. (laughs) Insy bitsy. Oh, sorry, insy (laughs) bitsiness all over the place and... uh, yeah. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Yeah, Diane. Hey, Diane. Yes. Diane. Yes. Yeah, ham and eggs. Uh, it's been a hectic week here in the amphetamine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty usual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's all yours, babe. Well. <laughs> Bring it home. Here we go. Here's the wind-up. Here's the pace. Well, has it been a, a hectic week in like? Well, I mean, I, I, this has been our vacation, and yeah, a lovely, lovely vacation it has been. Too. It has been a. It has been a. Uh, yes, it has been an impactful uh, vacation. We actually got to spend a couple of nights uh, on Fox Island. In the cabin that is next door to the where the cabin of my youth was, so we were looking out at that same water. We were looking down at the same beach. We were walking on the same beach. We were uh, was walking on the roads and the byways and the little driveways and the things from my youth. And uh, we had the thrilling. Uh, opportunity to bring my mom out there and guide her down to the beach down this windy, narrow thrills and chills uh, yes, path. Boy, oh boy, that was some fun there. But she wanted to be on the beach, and I was not going to. De- I was not going to deny her that uh, that privilege to be down there and to check things out, look things over, see how things had changed, and the things that had stayed the same. So. We had a great visit with Ken and Julie Higgins, and it was just, it was just, I was just sitting there just, I was just, I couldn't have been in a better place in my life. Just, it was like... Well, the whole, from the moment go, we saw more people than we've seen in a very long time. That's true. Yeah, part of the fun of the vacation was stopping at the Antique Sandwich Company on the way there and on the way back. We had arranged to see... Shayla and Ula and Tammy just for a short time and the thing that's so nice about the antique is they have the wonderful Garden of Eden <laughs> right next to the antique and they it's a lovely little 
outdoor spot so i had thought well man you know we could if if chela and ula are feeling safe enough and since chela is married to a doctor i thought that he would be able to advise her if it wasn't i told her that we had our first vaccine and um and i thought that we could just sort of be outside and masked up while we were talking and uh, that we could be out there for a while and that was just wonderful to visit with those three beautiful women of the same family yeah. and and actually just to have the antique food again oh my god that just was so lovely they had the best dark rye bread yeah. there yeah anyway yeah. And then we... And then get just to be at the Antique Sandwich Company, man. That was, that's, like, that's like a sacred place. That's as near to a church as I have in my life in terms yeah. of returning to it and, and just feeling the resonance in the room and, and uh, all parts of it. I don't know. And Tammy is just such a... When, when she smiles, man, the whole world is just, I don't know. She just has one of those smiles that just, I don't know how to describe it. It's uh, transportive. It's transportative. It was yeah. just absolutely yeah. lovely. And it was, we just had the most wonderful weather. Yeah. Oh, I just want to mention, too, that right. as we were at the PCC getting some provisions because right. we wanted to take those down we saw cindy clark in I the know. parking lot I know. so i mean it was just this magical thing that we were seeing all these friends of ours and yeah. um <laughs> it just was like wow this this uh feels blessed yeah. anyway um so when we uh, this was on tuesday that we went down and we had uh made reservations at a place that Alice, your daughter Alice, and... My daughter Alice? And your other... My kid, my Amelia. Uh, they had stayed there, and in so January. We, yeah. So we had decided that we would do this. We didn't even know that we would be vaccinated by the time... No. Or have our first vaccine. We just thought, well, we'll risk it, because they said that it was scrupulously clean, and and very private and so um, it was just such a lovely day when we started off you couldn't have ordered up nicer weather and that was nice it was sunny but not too warm although i got a little overexposed to sun that day but but uh, it was just great Wasn't and when we pulled up to that place it was really interesting as we were driving because Bill was having the same experience, I think, that I have had going to Cannon Beach of being astonished by the wealthy <laughs> mansions that are now on the island rather than the, the sorts of homes that funky, would Funky, you know, beach getaway cabins, you know, which were fully functional and stuff like that, but they were small. You know, the cabin that we used to live in all summer was two rooms, basically. There was a living room kitchen with a big uh, brick hearth that kind of separated the rooms, if anything did. The kitchen had a wood stove that fed into the, into the same chimney as the living room fireplace. 
and then just a bedroom bathroom off the side and my sister and I slept in this big old tool shed uh, that was behind the place we kind of fixed it up as a as a you know our little bedroom area and my dad curtained off one corner of it for our dressers in a changing area and we just had a couple of old army cots there that we'd sleep on and sleeping bags all summer and it was just uh it was funky but it was it was perfect it was like a, the cabin was meant to kind of blend in to, to the landscape rather than stick out and the place that's there now definitely is a place that sticks out and all the places along there save for the cabin that we were staying in uh, are kind of meant to stick out in some kind of way but they're also I get the sense these are year-round residences people are living there uh, year-round if they're not right. if they're not vacation rental type places um, they're year-round residences so they're bigger you know, they're houses they're not cabins but my dream as a as a teenager at the end of that era was to live in that little funky cabin because it had everything you needed. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of the sense of the spareness of it was part of what made it so great. Well, on the way that uh, as we were passing these places, we were talking about the fact that neither of us feel particularly comfortable in in posh environments. We... We don't feel... Uh, I, like being, I don't like being anywhere where I'm afraid to touch anything. Yeah, that's know? true. Or afraid to put fingerprints on something or you know, whatever. I was saying I don't think I was bred for it. You know, I, I really like... And particularly when you're going to a cabin. You know, to my mind, our Cannon Beach cabin was a cabin. It was a, very much like what you describe. Also only a couple of rooms. My grandfather built it. It was... And so for me, going there with all its its collection of secondhand furniture and secondhand dishes and cutlery and everything was it made it unique. It made it like we're in a, a truly unusual situation. Yeah. And I loved that from my youth. And yeah. this cabin emulated that for me. I felt like uh, it was certainly an adorable place from the moment that we walked in there's a little mud room that you first come into that has a washer and dryer in there too but it was also just a collection of various things that you might need if you were doing stuff and mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it was very small place but an a-frame so it had a loft although we did not sleep in the loft too um, far from the bathroom Two parts in the bathroom. Didn't feel like uh, stumbling down these stairs in the middle of the night. And, although we probably could have managed it. We could have, but I just didn't want to. Yeah. Didn't want to do that in the yeah. middle of the night. It was a really comfortable little one main main room with a kitchen and living room and dining area all combined. Very small, no bigger than this living room we're in now. Certainly. I think and, smaller. Uh, yeah. And uh, a lot of windows in the front, and then the, you went up the stairs to the sleeping loft, which was small. One bedroom in the back by the mudroom, across from the bathroom, which is where we slept. And then a big deck out front. I really liked the fact that there were, outside, there were like three different, well, actually four if you count the beach, but 
three different levels that you could be on. You could be on the deck of the place, which was a beautiful deck, with a wonderful little swinging chair huh. that like I love. Like a basket chair. A basket chair. The only problem I had with it was getting out of it because it's very low to the ground. But Once you got in, you didn't want to get out, so uh, yeah. no but I, oh man, that that chair became my friend yeah. while we was, uh, while we were there. But uh, then there was a lower level that was a grassy area with camp chairs, and I I sat there quite a lot. I spent more time outside than I think I ever have in you know going to a place like that because I. I just miss being in natural surroundings and just being able to sit outside like that. Yeah. There's this big old maple tree out in the front that had been there since my youth. And the rocks that we were looking down on, there these two big rocks that we, I used to swim off of when I was a kid and, and sit on for hours and look out at the water. And, and the trains going by across the narrows and the little line of cabins along the beach across the narrows looked look the same. You can see the top part of Mount Rainier there. That was the view when I was a kid. And uh, tugboats pushing barges going by and pleasure boats going by and stuff like that. It was just... It yeah, was, we it saw was, sea lion pod yeah, yeah. and swimming. They were very lazy in their swimming, too. It was They, they were in no in a, hurry. They weren't in a hurry. No, they no, weren't in a hurry. They weren't rushing to get anywhere. No. And it was just uh, Saw spectacular. There was a there was a premature bald eagle that was roosting in the maple tree, and it would come flying in, and you'd be like, "Oh, big bird, big bird!" That one time when you were looking at it, it was almost like it was doing a little, little show for us because yeah. it did this wonderful swoop out of the tree and swoop back into the tree and swoop out again. Yeah, and then and... it flew right over us and was circling around a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, check me out. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. And we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Go ahead, envy me. You boy. That's good coffee. And so we did. And we did. Yes. Anyway, I got to walk down the beach and see some of the same logs that I remembered from when I was a kid. And, and you know, there's no way to uh, adequately describe the sense of resonance uh, uh, in a place like that that was so much a part of your youth you know it's just uh, it's hard to capture i've tried to capture it a couple of times but uh, i'll keep hacking away at it but it was it was really fun and i think the you know when you remember as a child being at gatherings of friends and sitting off to one side and listening to the grown-ups talk which is was one of the great pleasures of my youth was just being witness to adult interaction and to be able to sit with my mom and Ken and Julie Higgins in Ken and Julie's house and listen to them talk again it was just I don't know there was something so spectacular about well, and, it, and simple and it was precious like this, yeah it was like this minor little moment but it was just blowing my mind you know well it was precious to me because uh, for several reasons. One, it's the first true person-to-person -person visit. I, I mean, one of the few that we've had this year. Yeah. And all of the visits that we've had with people, 
like David Pulaski and Kelly and Mary. Kelly and Mary. This it's just so precious because yeah. you don't get it right now. Right. But the other thing that made it so precious is realizing that these people you don't you know their age their ages they are the true elders, man. Right. And you don't know how long we'll have that opportunity. So it was very it was very precious time for me yeah, and I they felt, I felt real like I, I felt like a good son yeah and they had Ken and Julie had some biscotti that was made uh, homemade by Julie's Julie's granddaughter Julie's granddaughter to whom from, she has passed down her recipe right. and Ugh. Ken made us some lattes and we were dipping the biscotti and the lattes uh, uh, and oh it just seemed like Ambrosia. It was. And there were deer out in his orchard. He was feeding old apples to the deer. and I don't know. There's no way. Cherry to... blossoms all over the place. <coughs> it was, it just felt like a kind of. Like we picked the perfect time of year to go. We had the best weather we could have imagined for it. And we got to see some precious people. And, uh. You know, watch them become enlivened by the conversation that we were having. And yeah, the sense that, you know, because Ken and Julie said that they hadn't seen anybody except family for a year yeah. themselves. And so just had, had a sense that everybody was just really glad to be there. And um, I don't know. While Bill was going on a walk on the beach, I have a hard time walking on rocky beaches uh, yeah. you know pebbly beaches because the unevenness uh bothers my knee um yeah. so i did not go on the long walk with him i went on a short walk with him and then i went back to the cabin and i was sitting on the grassy knoll that overlooks the lake and all of a sudden it's not a lake the sound i mean excuse me i'm yes the sound yeah. i'm i always have struggle with that concept in my mind. Yeah. I was looking out over the sound and all of a sudden this little strip of of almost like fairy lights started appearing in the water. And I I was just enchanted by it. I was watching it. There was one that was straight right in front of me. And it was like it was reaching out to me. It seemed magical, this thing that was happening. And then all of a sudden I look over to my left and this whole area of the sound is starting to have that same effect. And at first it was white light and then it turned into gold and it was just shimmering. It looked like the northern lights in the that were... In water rather than in the sky just the way it went and it turned this brilliant gold and then I realized that what was happening is that the windows were shining on the sound the windows that were facing the sunset from the opposite side from, of, the, from the shore across the other side of the narrows and yeah. I had forgotten that that phenomenon from my youth but I remember but it, it, when it I saw literally it. was breathtaking yeah. I, I was just looking over and going Oh my god you know it it felt like this magical thing and that's why i 
compare it to the Northern Lights because the Northern Lights, even though they've got some sort of scientific explanation, they seem very magical. And this seemed quite magical, even though you knew the explanation. And I just, that's all I was doing was watching that for the longest time. Yeah. I had forgotten that that was our, that was our sunset because the sun always set behind the, the rise of the island behind us because of the orientation of that piece of that stretch of beach. But we'd see it anyway because all the windows and the houses across the narrows would reflect the, the sunset into the water. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And then I remember we didn't get to see it at this time of year, but the moon used to rise over that same promontory across the narrows and it would shine on the water too. And that was, I remember that from my youth too. So it was a time of remembering and I wasn't sure before we went out whether it would make me happy or make me sad and I think there was some sadness there uh, but for the most part it just felt so good to be back there and to smell the smells and breathe that air and look out at that water and walk on that beach so it was good and we want to go back <laughs> it made me want to go back so um yeah, the, the hosting of that place is quite welcoming. They did a lot of special things, the the hosts of that cabin. It really made you feel like you were visiting a friend's cabin and that they were just, you know, leaving you. They had a note there, Welcome wine, uh, the ingredients for s'mores. Um, it was just lovely. Yeah, a little bag of coffee and... Um, and we also, uh, had a wonderful talk with Alan Hicks. Yes. On Zoom, because it was your usual day to talk I to him. I usually call, do a Zoom call with Alan at 8 o'clock on Thursday mornings. So, so, yeah, that was great, too. And because there could be no privacy in the cabin, I, <laughs> I just jumped in and started talking, too. <laughs> Which I think may have added a a small element of <laughs> you know, something that uh, wouldn't have otherwise been there. So, yeah, it was good. It was a lovely trip, and I wish we could have stayed longer. I would have I would have done it for longer, but there yeah, was... There they was ha- they are, this cabin gets booked, man. Yeah. It's totally... Like somebody was saying, you should go during the summer. It's already booked for the summer. Yeah, I don't think it's, I'd want to be there in the summer. Well, it's pretty warm. I like being there in a shoulder season, midweek, so that they we weren't, you know, there weren't weren't that many other people out there, and uh, I think that's the time for me to go. This is the first vacation I've taken, I think, since the pandemic, that I have truly disengaged from work. There's. There's always been, with every other time that I've taken off, and I haven't taken a big stretch. Uh, I don't know that I've taken a big stretch this whole year. I don't year. think you've taken more than a couple of days. Yeah, but it's just been a, a real uh, crazy time for human resources during the pandemic. So I haven't felt comfortable, but this was the best time for me to take off. Uh, it was pretty quiet at work, so and I knew it would be, and I just took off and did not think about work. And I was telling you this morning, man, you know, this vacation has really convinced me that <laughs> I that I do want to retire. 
<laughs> because it has been so lovely to not have anything pressing upon me right now. Yeah. And I just feel like um, after this year, it was a welcome relief yeah. to have that. <sighs> so I still feel kind of, you know, floppy. Well. Because, you know, of vacation time. But, you know, it's time to get back to work. And, uh, you know. Not yet. Be doing stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, I'm. I'm got got a, one more day. Girding myself for the, uh, for the pleasures of doing the other stuff that I do. But I was. I'm so happy to have reconnected with that place uh, and realized that I can go back there and I can kind of relive some of the some of the most important elements of my experience there as a kid which was basically sitting and staring out at the water yeah <laughs> you know it's very simple and but and very elemental and uh, you know and it's not like you're outside of the the human realm. It's not like going out to La Push where you're connecting with some kind of primal uh, origin or something. It's more just relaxing and contemplative and resonant and, you know, full of memory, but also just uh, full of presence. So. Before we went, I had downloaded a free Audible book that uh, was by Yo-Yo Ma, called Beginner's Mind, and it's just an hour long, but I started to listen to it before we left, and then I thought, we have to listen to this on the way, because he said something that was so true about me, which is that when he goes to this natural, whenever he goes to their vacation spot, uh, their place to relax and recuperate from life, he always brings a, a bunch of books because he feels that he has curiosity about so many subjects and he'd like to and you know delve deep while he's got some time, yeah. but that he never he cracks never, never open a book. And I had heard that before we left and, and only took a couple of books with me and knew that I probably would not read them because... I've had that experience every single time at uh, at La Push. I end up just looking out the window or being on the beach. I don't. We've really... done some serious reading at La Push. There was the, oh, we the have. Robertson Davies yeah, trip. Yeah, that's and that, that's true. Yeah. It depends on the weather at depends La Push. On the weather, yeah. But if it's if it's nice enough to be outside, but I have definitely had the experience where I don't don't read as much as I think I'm going to read. Yeah. But this time I thought, ah, it's too short a time. I don't think that I will get to reading. But I took a box of books with me because I didn't know. Just in case. I figured if it had been rainy the whole time we were out there, it might have been a different kind of thing. And, uh, I think I still would have walked around. I just would have gotten wet. Um, but we had we had good weather. And I got up and did my morning walks and stuff. And it was just... Uh, nice saw salamanders saw lizards skirting around remember those from my youth and uh, crows were there 
I couldn't remember when I was when we were driving out there. Are there crows out here? Are there crows? Crows are everywhere, I guess. The music choices of today were definitely influenced by the week. Do you think? <laughs> well, whenever I see the water shining the sun in that gorgeous, shimmery <laughs> burst, I always think of this song by Bruce Coburn. Um, because uh, ever since I was introduced to it, the lines have always stuck with me. Yeah. All the diamonds in the world that mean anything to me are conjured up by wind and sunlight sparkling on the sea. And that is the truth for me. I'm not a diamond wearer. <laughs> and uh, and anytime, like if I'm on a ferry boat right. and I'm seeing that, I it always comes to my mind. And so I was thinking, I want that song. And then I was listening to the album. Salt, Sun, and Time. Salt, Sun, and Time. And then it, that song went directly into this lovely instrumental, which is the title of the album, The Sun, Salt, and Time. And then I just kept listening, and I heard this this song that was pretty much describing some of the conversations that we yeah. had. Don't have to tell you why. I don't have to tell you why. Yeah. And I thought, man, those three songs, perfect. Christmas. 
into the man-made stream run Just wanna stand where the sea spray gleams like fire with you And I don't have to tell you why Don't want to go to no parties Full of fair weather friends Don't want to be in no in crowd Chasing after every trend Just want to stand Some hillside in Wales with you and fly. Don't have to tell you why. Ornate as a crown prince's church Don't want to live on no sidewalk Underneath no pigeon's perch Just want to stand 